0: Welcome to You, But More Powerful. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and this is your go-to podcast for raw and expansive messages from health, fitness, business, and mindset. And as always, with a little bit of fun sprinkled in, my purpose is to help you step into your most powerful self and build your dream life. You'll gain clarity, connection, and confidence with a whole lot of practical skills along the way. I know you're in exactly the right place to level up, build the body, mindset, and life you absolutely love and thrive in. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode on the podcast. And today I have special guest, long-term client of mine, Tiana. Welcome. Hello.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Anytime. It's absolutely my pleasure. I have been looking forward to this conversation for a really, really long time, Um, but we've been working together for a really, really long time. I don't even know how long it's been. Um, but there has been so, so much from the very good beginning to the middle to where we're at now and, you know, what's coming for the future. And um, I really would love to sort of unpack that with you today.
1: Yeah, no, it's gonna be good.
0: Perfect. So uh, before we get into all the, you know, bits and pieces, I'd like to just have a bit of a chill conversation. And how was your training session before this? I know you trained, oh, you had your cute. meal. <laughs>
1: And I thought I'd get my jitters out. I can't do my training, get my jitters out, have a good meal. And then I thought, sit down and I'll be ready to just record the podcast. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Is that how like thinking back to before we ever first
0: started, is that how you think you would have shown up to something like this? Like,
1: No, never. Like I never would have turned to training as like a sense of relaxation in a way as crazy as it sounds Uh, for me that would have been like just a headache in itself but I love (laughs) training so it's my go-to like stress relief or just something I do beforehand to get my like like I said my jitters out. I love it and I, I talk about this a lot and knowing that
0: obviously you know Training is a stressor to our body, but as you know, that there is, especially when we're eating at maintenance, there's a lot more food volume and a lot more calories coming in for that energy. But it also brings that sense of calm where, you know, you're you're in that moment. There's nothing else that you can focus on. Like you have to focus on lifting this weight from point A to point B, breathing correctly and being so present. And people think I'm a bit nuts when I tell them that it's like a meditation, but that's how I feel. Mm.
1: No, me too. I even have a little notification setting on my phone where I have it. Do not disturb. And it's called for training sessions. And I put that on when I train and no phone calls, no texts can come through. And it's just like one 45 minutes to 60 minutes all by myself. And I love it. That's the best. It is. It's like that little
0: commitment to yourself, like booking in that time. No one can contact me. I can park it and pick it up later.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Perfect. So I really want to rewind. And honestly, I feel like we'd be on this episode for (laughs) probably like six hours. We probably could, but I'm going to try and keep to the point. Um, And I, you know, again, really love having these conversations. I know that you've benefited from hearing others, similar kind of conversations here before, and I'd love for others to be able to be inspired. Um, You inspire me, you know what I mean? Like I, (laughs) No, I I really mean that though, like just, you know, the way that you have shifted over the time and the way that you operate and hold yourself now. And I, I'm a big, big believer. I always get goosebumps when I talk about it is that when you're on your best path for you, whether that is the way that I operate in my life or someone else operating in their life, that's the biggest piece of the puzzle in my opinion if you're living a truly aligned fulfilling you know and you're not out there harming anyone like that that like I don't know how to explain it into words but like that's that's the meaning of life I feel it's
1: a bit deep but we agree like I think in most of my check-ins I'll say something like when I look my best I feel my best and when I feel my best I do my best and it's just the cycle of life in a way it is
0: it is Yeah. yeah and Oh, there's so much we're gonna chat about because it, it goes deeper than, you know, like that surface level, like looking. It's like the way that we lift, look, feel, mm-hmm. move, you know, all of those things intertwined and everything in between. So I guess if we rewind to the very beginning, I again big on the vibe and I remember our first conversation. Like we yeah. were, yeah, having a chat yeah. around the training that you had done before. Um, and obviously little bits, you know, I think it was more um more of like
1: a CrossFit style type workout. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I remember it as well. It was a good, yeah, just a different aspect of training and diving into a whole new world in a way.
0: Yeah. And at that point in time, I believe you would either, you were training either at a gym or you'd left the gym and you were going to be looking at like signing up at a new gym. I remember there was like a 10-week block that we worked with at home training.
1: Yeah. I um so I had a personal trainer um and we were just at her house, just mm-hmm. myself and her in her home gym. That's and right. then yeah, things came and I wasn't really too happy with a few things. So then I found Ree and yeah, haven't looked back. <laughs> I love it. Well I haven't looked back either and I hope
0: we just keep riding off into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear, but no, I do. I remember having that conversation, and um, just you know, again, a credit to yourself in the way that you operate, even back then, before you knew it was just so curious and so inquisitive. And you know, I want to learn more about this, and I want to learn what muscles I'm using when I'm doing certain exercises, and those kind of conversations. And um, you know, come a long way since that time. Um, I believe. Well, actually, let's. I'm going to jump. In between how, how like since that very beginning how far are we down in both measurements like you know let's talk dress sizes and oh. scale roughly
1: okay so when I started like so I've been doing my I don't know like I, like I said in one of our meetings not long ago I hate the word journey it's yeah. just a whole lifestyle change for me so when I started be two years ago I was close to baby a size 16 and now I'm between a size six to eight so that's a massive shift like Within two years. Um, yeah. So I don't know exact centimeters. I think I was looking at the other day. Yeah, I, I can't remember exact, but yeah, it has been a huge shift, like massive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I'm honestly gobsmacked and blown away. Like I did put you on the spot with the numbers, um, and I'm yeah. sure like we don't again, like it's it's pretty much a bit of a, a show of how we operate. It's not so yeah. hyper focused on all this sort of stuff. And maybe I can chuck a little bit in the show notes or pop up a you know something on Instagram if yeah, people want to go and yeah. refer to it there. But size 16 through to a six to eight, in like that's incredible. That's yeah. such a shift. Um, and I I really want to emphasize the two year component. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, and it's like now, oh, I feel like I'm going to, you know, keep going, but it's now the conversations that we're having around like growing muscle and growth yeah. and really shifting gears and, you know, looking at like changing things in that opposite direction. Um, But It's all of that hard work, like all of those, you know, foundational blocks that you learn along the way and the shifts and the changes and going through different phases, like whether it be fat loss, whether it be maintenance, whether it be discussions around growth phases that we've had in the past. Um, And, you know, all the work that you've also done outside of the gym, like how this has flown, you know all are kind of just into other areas. Um, Do you want to talk about that actually a little bit, like where, you know, the, the, the structures and all that kind of stuff with your training and how you've kind of implemented that into your study and the way that you conduct yourself outside of the gym?
1: Yeah, so I was always, I was originally going to a gym when I started working with um, yourself,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then I realized that it was just a little bit too much on my plate because I'm a full time nursing student, and anyone who is a nursing student will get my pain there that it's a busy <laughs> degree and you never stop. So uh, yeah, it just became more optimal that I started up a little gym here in my home. It was just a few dumbbells to start with, but now I've got a full set of dumbbells, like a barbell, benches, treadmill. And I um, yeah, train completely from home and I love it. And that's how it fits in with my schedule. And my training times definitely vary according to my year. So I'm currently on holidays so I can train whenever I like in the day. Um, but when I'm on uni, I'm up at 4am training, walking before I start my day. And that's just because I love starting my day with a training session. It makes me feel better and like i said before when i do my best i feel my best or when i feel my best i do my best and vice versa yeah no i always i i love like i love that saying but
0: amazing. Like, honestly, the way that you're structuring yourself and just thinking back to how that would have been, you know, two years ago, maybe a completely different story and just how far you've grown along the way. And I, I really want to highlight is that, you know, we, and again, I'm myself included, and we talk about this a lot within the team is that it's not so much about the hustle culture and it's not like, you know, go hard or go home. It's like, yes, we want to work hard and we want to train hard and we want to do all these things, but we also want to make sure that we're managing the, the rest and the recovery component and the nutritional component and taking deload weeks if and when needed and mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, getting up at this period of time, what that requires and what kind of self-discipline it will, you know, means to go to bed at this particular time and having those structures. Um, I, you know, I have been able to uh, obviously be so blessed to be able to see it, but from that outside looking in, see the shifts in the way that your weekend seem to be now in comparison to when there maybe wasn't as, many structures in place. um, And just the positive kind of, I guess, trajectory that that's gone on. And and do you feel that same way in terms of like more structure has given you more flexibility on your weekends?
1: Definitely. Like um, before we were talking about that, I definitely eat more of an 80-20 cycle. So through my week, it's where I'm really structured. It's where I get all my training sessions done. It's I'm not super strict with my eating, but it's generally where I, you know, do my best and I track. And then the weekends I leave for a bit more free time and spending time with my partner or having time for myself. I don't necessarily train on the weekends, just primarily to have it free and, you know, let myself go with the flow. But yeah, keeping myself a structure and a bedtime and a wake up time has just, yeah, given me more time in a sense.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. Like, and again, I haven't paid you to say this. Like, <laughs> you're saying this on your own. Um, and, and again, like, I think, I think back to myself, you know, five, six years ago, if I heard someone say that, I would almost think, how can that be possible? Like, you know, being more strict or not strict isn't the right word, but more structured and regimented throughout the week. And, you know, my partner was, and I remember thinking like, oh, like that doesn't seem as flexible as I want to operate in my life. And the funniest thing is it's like a full, you know, 360 and I'm at the other side going, I operate the best when I have these certain structures and yes, some freedom and flexibility with, you know, what those things look like, whether it be, you know, eating out or macro targets or training or whatever it is, depending on the phase that I'm in, but just more of that flexibility on those times that I, I do, you know, want, want it and sort of need it as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I guess if we go back to sort of like the training component and, um, you know, having a look at that as I, I think it's, it's something that I have conversations a lot with anyone new that I start working with, they feel, you know, super self-conscious of getting into the gym and unsure of the movements that they're doing. And if they're performing them right and they're wanting to lift weights and, you know, get stronger and, and have those changes in their physique and, and all of these things that you've actually accomplished and achieved along the way, how would you say that, you know? Uh, in the beginning, how you sort of overcame that fear of like, what are other people going to think when you were recording yourself or when you were getting into the gym?
1: I think for myself, I just had to remind myself of why I was doing it, and that um, at the end of the day, I walk into this gym or into this area for myself, and I'm going to leave for myself. And yeah. if I'm worried about somebody watching me, feel myself doing RDLs, for an example, and I don't do them, that's on me, and then I'm not going to get the benefit of it. But You know, you can't really let somebody's thoughts stop you because then you're going to go home and you might take your progress photos or you take your measurements and you go, oh, damn, if only I you know, did this or did that, then I would be where I want to be. You know, you kind of stopping yourself from getting your goals uh, or achieving your goals if you're so worried about what everybody else is thinking.
0: It's so true. It's kind of like I say it a lot, but I might get the fuck out of your own way, for lack of better words. Yeah, I love it. And um, I think, you know, again, it's one of those things where I I know, you know, myself at different periods of time where I thought, oh, like I won't record because like there's other people and this obviously, you know, many years ago and then, you know, looking now I'm like walking around or, you know, talking to the phone or doing these things and you do, you build that confidence over time. But I think the big key piece is like how you've framed that there. And I would love for, you know, everyone to sort of know that is that, you were focusing on you, you know what I mean? You were Mm -hmm. focusing on your processes to get your outcome, not so much focusing on the outcome. You're focusing on, okay, like what can I do? So if I know if I show up for my training sessions and I give it my all and I record it and I have my coach review feedback and I also have a look at that and I can improve. And then you've ticked, you know, all the boxes that you can tick that, put you in alignment with your goals, your values, and to get the outcome that you want. um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But rather than focusing on like, okay, I just want this, like, this is what I want. Focusing on all the things that you have to do along the way.
1: Exactly. And if you're doing the exercise and you're filming yourself and you're worrying about what everyone else is thinking, you're probably not even doing the exercise properly in the moment because your mind is on everybody else rather than yourself. (laughs)
0: So it's so true. It's like blocking the the meditation that we spoke about before. You've got to be in the zone.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: I love it. And I think like, just for anyone else listening to this is, you know, at the end of the day, like people are going to be looking regardless, you know what I mean? Like it's human nature just to like, look at the person as you're walking in, maybe they're walking into the gym, maybe going to the bathroom and you're in that area. They're not necessarily staring at you. They may or may not be, but I think it's really important. Like an important lesson for anyone everywhere, not just in the gym is that we can only can control our actions. So, you know, our thoughts, our actions, the way that we talk, the, what the things that we do, we can't actually control other people. So if we focus on, you know, getting ourselves in the zone and putting ourselves in the best position to, you know, put on muscle mass and drive the particular goals that we want to achieve, um, you know, that's going to get us there um, much quicker than focusing on what everyone else is doing. Exactly. I love it. So in the beginning, um, I guess, and it might be a little hard to think about now, but before we'd sort of, you know, had worked together, had you had much experience with, you know, setting goals or value-based goal setting?
1: No, I was a classic, I'll start Monday girl. Mm -hmm. And it was always the Monday and you might follow through on a Tuesday and then come Wednesday, I was like, oh, mind, I'll just start next Monday. And that was how I set my goals in quotation marks. There was no such thing. Yeah. And yeah, now it's just looking forward and constantly setting little goals and big goals. And yeah, it's just endless now. Yeah. And how did, like how would you say that you
0: felt the very first time you did maybe one of the goal setting workshops that I've run?
1: Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. It's it's really good because whenever I have a new training program, I always set mini goals in there. And every time I do my training session, I think, oh, can I try and push a little bit towards this goal or... Even just long term goals. Like one of the goals that we've set together is for myself to set a long term goal because I am a perfectionist and I get worried that if I don't tick the goal off exactly how I set it, then it wasn't worth it at all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my big goal at the moment to set big goals. (laughs) I, I love it. And
0: honestly, like it's a credit to you, but, you know, people listening, it's a real thing. It's like, you know, you're not wanting to, people are going to totally understand and resonate with yourself because mm-hmm. these are conversations that I'm having within the team or within DMs or anything like that, that people are afraid to set that goal because, you know, they, they are fearing that failure or fear of falling short. So what would you, what advice would you give to yourself to overcome that?
1: Oh, probably that, Actually, a good example is I had something pretty big on yesterday. I had a panel interview for a nursing partnership and I said to myself in the car, oh, I don't want to go in. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm too scared. And then I said to myself, you can't be open to opportunities if you're not willing to take the risk. Like I won't get this partnership at all if I don't go and take this risk. So if you don't set the long term goal and at least give it a crack, then you're definitely not going to have it and when I tell myself that I think oh well then I'm yeah zero chance of having what I wish but at least if I try I've got at least 50 50 chance of getting it
0: but I love that that's so true you got to throw your hat in the ring if you're you're not in there you've you it's like when people say they're going to win lotto and they never buy a lotto ticket like you, you <laughs> <it's a> classic <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm guilty of that myself like, times, to I'm like oh I'm gonna win lotto one day and I'm like um cannot remember the last lottery ticket I bought. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh dear. Awesome. So, I guess like we've intertwined a lot around like training and you know obviously like mindset in there too. Um I guess continuing on on that sort of training path and and your journey a long way. I know we're using the word journey again. Um yeah. but really shifting from I, I and I wanted to highlight this um because you know I think it's something you should definitely be so proud of is that when you made that decision to shift from training in a gym, so, you know, we went from not being in the gym, training from home, having that courage and confidence to being in the gym then recording in the gym and building on that. And then actually making that change. Um, I know that that was a bit of a, like, I guess the words tumultuous time in your life. There was a lot of things yeah. going on um, and a lot of variables, you know, that were maybe sometimes quite outside of your control. And there, there was a lot going on. And so instead of, you know, just shying away from like, oh, I'm not going to do anything and falling back into that all or nothing, it really moved into, okay, how can I make this the most optimal for me? And, you know, you highlighted that. Um, that you know, being able to train from home, um, still working towards the results that you you want to achieve, um, but being able to do this, cutting out that that time to and from the gym, was actually going to be better suited for you. Um, and I think that's a you know big credit for you to have that 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 recognition and that awareness and make those changes. How how did you come to that conclusion? Yes,
1: yeah, so I remember being at the gym one morning and. All that was on my mind was what I had to get done for the rest of the day. You know, I had to watch my lectures, do my assignments and yeah, all the rest of the uni, uni student life. And I wasn't present at the gym at that moment. And that's when I kind of knew that I can't keep going on like this because, yeah, I'm not going to achieve anything in this sense, neither with my academic, neither with my um, goals that I've been setting with my training. And then, you know, nutrition might even start to fall behind with everything, with all the stress that was piling on me. And I remember sending you a message saying that I think I'm going to stop training. Like, I think I'll just, you know, stop working together. It's probably not working for me at all. I'm going to take a break of training, you know, nutrition all together. And we had a you know quick Zoom meeting and basically formed a new plan for me to start training from home. And that in itself was scary because, you know, you don't have as much access to equipment as you do in the gym. But I did have the sense of security that I'm home, I'm in my own space. And yeah, that in itself was comforting, but it was a scary shift. And now I love it. I've built more in my gym. Like every time I make a new progress, I will buy myself a new piece of gym equipment. I gave it to my partner the other day. He said, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, oh, honestly, buy me dumbbells and I'll be yours forever. (laughs) (laughs) You love it. Yeah, that's, you know, all I want in life is dumbbells and barbells. And yep, and I'm here for it. So yeah, we're a big, match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah. It was a big shift, and yeah, I love it though. I I wouldn't change it, but I know that I can in the future if I want to. Yeah, but there are always going to be gyms out there if I ever want to join a gym. But for now, it just doesn't suit me and my lifestyle. I love being at home.
0: Yeah, no, I think I love that you shared that, and thank you. And it it was um. So many layers and so many pieces. And I think I want to just explain and paint that picture. Obviously, you and I know what equipment you have and the conversations that we've had. But for those listening, it's like the conversation was these are the goals and, you know, the the we we don't have set inspo pictures. You know, we're all about being the best version of ourselves. But obviously, for us to get on the same page, you know, we'll have a little bit of a reference and be like this kind of physique or these kind of changes or this kind of stuff that we want to discuss. So, you know, to so make sure we're on the same page. And I remember the discussion was really much around like, Unless I was, you know, back into that sort of perfectionist side of things, unless I was able to be in the gym because like that's where, you know, those types of physiques occur. Um, you know, like quotation marks I'm using. Yeah, it's yeah. like I've got to be there. Otherwise, what's the point in even trying? And then, you know, really having that conversation, that open conversation of like, hey, yes, if you're just training from home with absolute bare minimum and you have no intention of maybe, you know, increasing that um over time, then in the long run, and if we're playing the long game, that those goals may not be a achievable, you know, based on what what we have access to. Obviously, for an acute period of time, we all went through lockdowns. Um, you know, I, were we working together during? No, I had, we had probably just come out of the
1: whole COVID lockdown period when we started.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I remember having that conversation, being like we actually, you know, within the team, I um we made a lot of amazing progress during lockdown, obviously with minimal equipment. Um, so you know, yes, it was doable. Is it most optimal? That's you know a bit of a topic and discussion for another time, but you know, we had that conversation of like, okay, well, if this was to be the case, you know, these are the hypotheticals and are you open to um, you know, increasing your equipment from home and and these would be the most value for money and just kind of discussing around that. Um, Because obviously these goals and these values were so important to you that, you know, you didn't want to just shy away from them all completely. But at that time, it didn't really feel like the whole picture fit together.
1: Yeah. And I think that's how I knew that it meant something to me because there was so much emotion with it. Like even on our Zoom call, I was crying, I was saying my deep heartfelt things and, Because it means something to me because I don't want to let go of the progress that I've made and the person that I've become. And I I think that's one of my biggest fears is always going backwards rather than forwards. So that's why when we kind of constructed a plan and like you said, making it more optimal for myself and turning the dials up and down. um, Yeah, we were able to formulate something that worked for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I like as you're saying, you were tearing up. I was like, oh, it was bringing back all the memories and all yeah. the conversations that we've had. I was like, there's been so much emotion, but in a oh, good no. way. I
1: know.
0: Oh dear, that's yeah. But I love it. So it's really like you know, you are still killing the game. Obviously, with your training, you know, we we shifted focus. Um, I know many. Many, 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 many months ago, um, we discussed about you know the potential of having you know going through a growth phase, and I believe this kind of com- the conversation around the change to home training and all that kind of occurred yeah. pretty pretty much around that time, um, and then obviously you know again, really reminding you that, and and this is how I believe like coaches should operate is it's not my goals and how I want to operate and what Mm -hmm. I want to (laughs) do. It's like, what do you want to achieve? And like, where do you want to be and and what works for you? Um, And and making that decision that at that point in time, um, and and we'll discuss this kind of topic around scales in just a moment is like that point in time, um, you know, going into a growth phase with all the other external pressures and stresses at that period, wasn't the, you know, best decision that you, d- you decided at that time that it wasn't the best decision um, for you. And we had the conversations of the pros and cons. And I think ultimately reminding you that it is your decision and you can decide to do it or not. Um, and you have that control and that, that power as such. Um, do you feel as though that really reminding you of that really helps you, you know, make that transition and change?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I think as well, naturally, I'm a people pleaser. So I will do things to make sure everybody else is happy. And I often will put my happiness at the very bottom of the pyramid. And yeah, when I am, you know, working with you, Rhi, that I'm able to put myself at the top of my own pyramid and be able to put my own goals first and what I want first. And yeah, you kind of are just my cheerleader in my pocket, you know, telling me that, yeah, it's possible. And we make plans and it's amazing to be able to Do all those things and honestly, I don't think you can or this is my own opinion. You can't really achieve all those things if you don't have somebody there coaching you in a sense. I think that just makes the world difference.
0: I'm, I share the same value, obviously, with you know having coaches myself in my corner, and yeah, I yeah definitely like is it impossible? No, but is it going to take a really 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 long period of time and potentially you know we I'm going to use that word again motivation is going to you know drop off and and you don't you you know you you do we do have self doubt we do have those conversations we do have those things and um yeah obviously I'm you know grateful that you obviously share that same value and opinion but. I am totally with you on that as well. I like,
1: mm.
0: whether it be business, whether it be, you know, um, like gym, etc., all of those things. I think there's a yeah, it's 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 having that objective eye. And I think this is actually a really good segue into talking about that time of the month. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the way that we view ourselves and the conversations. And I I popped up a story the other day and I know you'd responded and yeah. I'd love for you to share a little bit about. Um, again, like maybe, you know, tracking your cycle and having those conversations that we've had over time. I'd love to hear your experience about that.
1: Yeah. So I've been on a journey with my menstrual cycle. So before I even started my fitness journey um, or, you know, my health lifestyle change when I was quite overweight for myself, I actually lost my menstrual cycle for a good, I think one and a half years. And that was a tough time. Um, You know, you don't have your menstrual cycle and for females, you know, you feel not like a female in a sense, like you don't feel very womanly, you know, you don't feel intact with yourself, you know, you're not doing what your body is meant to be doing. And then when I started my fitness journey and my health, you know, and I got my nutrition on track, I then got my period back. And that was such a, I almost was celebrating it. And it sounds funny and, you know, that I'll celebrate having my menstrual cycle, but I did. And then I got into the method of tracking and I use the app called Flow and I highly recommend it. Really great. And yeah, I definitely will notice a week before I'm due for my period that I look in the mirror and I think, oh my gosh, I look so ugly today or I'm bloated and I everything is agitating me. It could be someone chewing their food and I'm like, get out. Like This is <laughs> enough. I've had enough of you. Yeah. And it's All the just, boyfriends, I think, are just like, yep, is, yep. He just knows, like, my partner actually works away. So often my menstrual cycle will line up when he's away. So he's kind of in the safe zone. Um, it's, uh, it works out well, but yeah, I now set little reminders in my phone and even flow can send you reminders that you might be feeling a little bit like this. And I say to myself, oh yes, I'm due for my menstrual cycle in five days. That's why I'm tired. That's why I'm extra hungry. That's why I feel like eating a bar of chocolate. That's, you know, this is why I feel this way. And then in the peak of my cycle, when I'm probably due to ovulate, I find that I've got the most energy ever. I feel amazing. I think, oh my gosh, I look the best right now. It's just the peak period. I absolutely love that time of the month, and I think we all can agree it is the best week of our lives. <laughs> it is, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to um,
0: jump in them, but like, oh, no, you're it's, fine. It's literally science, like you know <laughs> what I mean. It's it 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 blows my mind that we're not. Um, and I actually might leave a link in the show notes. I actually have a bit of a overview of like nailing your cycle and your, you know, training. So if any of this is kind of anyone listening and they're like, Oh, I want to know a little bit more about the why I'm going to leave that below. But if we think about it, it's like, we, I wish we were taught about this a lot more in school. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would mm. save us a lot of like maybe dramas and hassles, but it's, it's also, you know, one of those things that I guess it's part of the human experience as we learn and we, you know, learn more about ourselves over time, but it's like, during that peak ovulation period, like our skin's glowing and, you know, yeah. we're giving off those like pheromones or whatever it is like to attract, a, you know, a partner and, yeah. and we're loving ourselves sick and, it, and it's amazing, but it's just, it's so, it's so crazy that like, you know, it, the downward trend of those those hormones into that sort of like yeah. next 10 day period, you know, it's that, it, it is a bit of a, a, a rocky road. If you aren't aware of things, you know, I think that's a, a big component is like being conscious and aware mm-hmm. of the flow, you know, send you those reminders. Or I also um pop them in my calendar from time to time, especially at the back end of the year. Mm-hmm. When I actually get my cycle, I'll I'll go through and um, you know, sorry, once it finishes, I'll go through and put predictions of when the next one. Exactly. Um yeah. yeah, just to like be aware because yeah, I'm gonna jump yeah. down people's throat or I'm gonna think I, you know, feel more yeah. puffy and we we all deal with these, you know, yeah. thoughts and feelings
1: gives you that pre-warning like I make a vow to myself to not make huge big decisions during my menstrual cycle or before it because that's when I am the most emotional and I can tend to make very rational decisions and then I'll get to my peak time and I think oh my gosh if only I could go back to you know five day before Tiana and tell her that she was making a big mistake and yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've, I've had a flashback now to a couple of that check-in responses and you know, they, they do keep coming up as we're talking. Um, but one in particular around, you know, I, I think you put a bit of an action plan in, in, in place to actually park that and revisit it the following week.
1: Yeah. And even my last check-in with you, I was saying I'm coming into the peak of my month and I feel this is when I feel the best and I use it to my, You know my best capacity for my training, so I know that I can push myself a little bit harder this week, and I can go for a bit of a longer walk. And I, you know, I love to cook health, healthy, fresh meals, and I I use this time to really optimize my time as a person and make myself feel amazing. Because, yeah, that's what you should really do: try and use your month to your advantage. Yeah, one hundred percent. I. I love that you've said
0: that is because I'm big on the the menstrual cycle and and myself. You know, I've had a couple of like got, obviously got some hormone issues, etc. And I think like not being aware of this stuff or not trying to you know optimize it and maximize it. For me, it almost feels like a waste, like one of my, you know, mine and Michael's actually biggest fears are like not reaching our full potential. So, you know, day in, day out, we're striving to be better versions of ourselves, whether it be personally in a relationship, in, you know, business, in friendships, whatever it may be. And I think like if I am out of action, you know, one week of the month, and, and again, I've, I've spoken about this before, it's 12 weeks of the year, um, you know, that's, that's three months, that's a whole quarter of the year if you're, you know, having a week-long cycle or it could even be longer or except and then I think like how many you know three months like that's going to lead up to years of my life for you know the amount of times that we have a cycle and for me like blowing it up into that grand scheme of things isn't to catastrophize it whatsoever like obviously I I do feel there was a moment where I went whoa whoa when I was starting to see red but then bringing myself back down to earth and being like okay rather than seeing this as a as a negative thing it's like how can we optimize what we have, you know, um, how can we go hard when we can and how can we forecast and plan around, you know, I'm leading into mine now um, and, you know, I've, I've pretty uh, front loaded my week to try and, you know, account for that and, and planning those things out, I think is, um, yeah, one of the key pieces when it comes to Definitely. our cycles.
1: Definitely. I think you can't let it stop you. You know, it's something we're going to live with, unfortunately. So yeah, don't let it control you. You've got to control it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love it. So I think, you know, obviously discussing around
0: like uh, body image and, you know, the way that we view ourselves before our cycle. um, And I know that's something you've really grown, um, you know, grown uh, maybe the one or two previous check-ins the love that you've been able to share towards yourself and have for yourself again, like very inspirational. And I hope that you can, you know, through the microphone, through the phone, wherever anyone's listening, watching, whatever, I hope that people can feel that and and, and have that for themselves. Um, how, like, can you talk about like how this has shifted over time? Cause it's, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. So even at the beginning of my like fitness and health journey, you know, I would look in the mirror and still never be that 100% happy with how I looked, or I would always be throwing little criticisms at myself. It could be, you know, I tend to hold a lot more weight in my stomach. So I'd be like, oh, why does your tummy look like that? Or, you know, just nasty little things that you wouldn't really say to anybody else. And eventually, I think it was a few weeks ago, I looked in the mirror and I thought, why don't I see anything wrong? Why don't I? Yeah, I was almost finding an error in not finding an error. And I realized (laughs) that I had just, Come full circle. And I think my body is how it is. I love it. I've worked so hard for it and it does so much for me in return. And that's even when I was on my menstrual cycle, you know, the last month in one of our check ins, I was saying, even though I'm bloated, I wasn't even giving myself any criticism. I was like, okay, my body's going through X, Y, and Z right now and it's doing what it needs to do. And I'm doing what I need to do. And I love it for that. And yeah, being able to look in the mirror is just. It's like probably a big goal of mine that I always had, because even before I started my weight loss, I would avoid mirrors at all costs. You know, even in the shopping center, I wouldn't even look up when I was washing my hands in the bathroom. Even when I'm in the change room, I would refuse. Like, no, wouldn't even look at myself. And I do even tend to find myself still not wanting to look at myself as a habit. And then I go, no, you've got to look at yourself. You know, there's only so many years that you're going to be this age and look this way. So, you know, appreciate it whilst you have it and yeah, definitely coming full circle body image wise. It's yeah. I, I wish and I hope that all women could feel like this or anybody in the world could feel like this. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. And I, I had again, another flashback. I feel like I'm having all these moments of like when um you wore, I I believe it was like a yellowish type dress and you had your arms on show. And I remember it being one of the pivotal moments of you saying like, yeah, yeah do you remember that? I
1: do. I um I do. I remember I bought with my sister, actually, with this one time we went out shopping and I bought all these dresses. This was when I set goals. that didn't really happen. You know, the whole I'll start Monday kind of thing. Yeah. And I said to her, I'm not even going to buy my own size. I'm going to buy a size, I think it was a size 10 and I'm going to fit into that. That's my goal. And I never, ever, ever got around to, to fitting into them. And yeah, I think it was not maybe last year I put them all on and my partner said, Oh, how did you, did you know there was a zipper on there? And I said, no, I wasn't even aware there was zippers on this. And I had just slipped them all on. And it was amazing to be in that moment. And one of them was like a strapless, like spaghetti top or something. And I had my arms out. And for me, exposing my arms has been one of my biggest fears. I don't know why. I think maybe a few women might be able to understand where I'm coming from. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you can just feel a little bit self-conscious with them. And now I embrace it as much as I can. I love wearing my singlet tops. I, you know, get out and about because I love the muscles I have built. I love the tone look that I've got. And, yeah, it's just taken time. But even before now, when my arms weren't as toned, I was still going around and wearing the spaghetti strap tops and so forth because, yeah, I knew that I was being more confident in myself and feeling better with how I looked. I love it. It That like it is that be, do, have mentality. Like, you know,
0: yes, it's like it, this brings me to the whole photo shoots that running, you know, um, the glow up photo shoots, I should say, running yeah. a couple of times a year. The purpose behind that is like being able to celebrate exactly that, like wearing the top. We may not be at where we want to be just yet, but we're at this perfect step along the way. It's like being, you know, really proud of the the work that we've done to get where we are, even while we're working to where we want to go.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I definitely truly believe that for so many people and even myself, including, we always are looking at the next step and what else can we be doing better? And I think sometimes we tend to forget to just be happy in the moment we're in and appreciating where we're at. And that's something I'm really trying to focus on while setting goals, but still being so happy with where I'm at, because you can't move forward if you're not happy with the piece you've already laid down. So yeah.
0: Yeah. That's beautifully said. It, it's so true. It's like we can't beat ourselves up to a better version of ourselves.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely not.
0: Wow, yeah. So I'd love to know in your words of, as well is like what would you credit the the change in that perspective so those moments if we think about those big moments where you know you wore those particular dresses and you were you were having that confidence to do so and then even just now like looking in the mirror and not having to pick yourself apart and being really really proud of what you've done what would you credit that to
1: it's gonna sound really bad but probably myself (laughs) like not bad at all hundred percent credit to myself and you know, I definitely live by the whole fake it till you make it. And I can guarantee the first time I wore a, you know, a top that exposed my arms, for example, you may see me and I may look confident to you, but in the inside, I'm screaming. Like I was so frightened to be doing that. And for me, the whole time I'm focusing like, oh, can this person see this? And are they going to think I've got flabby arms? And I was doing it the whole time, but you know, you just keep doing it a little bit by a little bit and you just wear it and realize that, Um, yeah, I'm going to be 90 or hopefully be 90 years old one day and I wouldn't wouldn't want to look back on my life and think, my gosh, I should have wore that top, you know. And as well, I used to work in aged care. So I've, um, you know, seen a lot of people at the end of their lifespan and they do say, I wish I did this, 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 or I wish I wasn't feeling the way I did and I wish I ate that piece of cake or I wish I wore that dress and they always have the what ifs and the wishes that they didn't, you know, complete. So I think don't leave anything on the table. Don't leave any cards on the table. Just go for it because yeah, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You've got to do it for you. I'm like goosebumps.
0: I'm lost for words (laughs) to basically say like, if I can add to that is 100% it is you and the, the, like what I'm hearing from that is like, you continually just pushing the boundary a little bit, like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, like whether, you know, you've got other systems in place and things that help you along that way, like irrespective, but it's like, you are doing the work and, you know, showing up maybe before you're ready, you know, that, that, that never ready time, um, but continually pushing that envelope of like, this is outside of my comfort zone, but I'm going to
1: take it on. That's it. I think you've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I I'm all about all of the cliche sayings because they are so true everyone's always laughing like why are you saying that I'm like but it's so true like it It really is
1: it really is is. like I yeah I totally live by it and yeah
0: yeah so we've, we've covered off a lot, obviously like training mindset, you know, we probably could go down more rabbit holes along here as well. And I, before we sort of start to wrap things up, I'd love to chat a little bit more around, um, the nutrition side of things and gaining some food freedom and some flexibility because, like you mentioned before, you know, going from no menstrual cycle and not being in the gym, and then getting into the gym and making all these changes along that way. There's also been a, you know, a food journey, so to speak. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'd I'd love for you to sort of paint a bit of a picture around the start, the beginning, and and where we where we are at today.
1: Yeah. So when I first started, it was the actually I started off doing light and easy, twelve hundred calories a day. That was all I had. And I just tracked calories um, through Line easy. There was no such thing as macros with my carbs, fats and protein. Wouldn't even know what I was talking about back then. And yeah, I was doing the 1200 calorie deficit, which is very small amount of food. And yeah, I saw some weight drop off and then, you know, kind of just stuck. Like I wasn't really losing any more than that. And then I stopped light and easy and I put all my weight back on. And that's when I started seeking out my personal trainer. And then I continued doing 1200 calories right up until I started working with um, Rhi. And that's actually why I, one of the reasons why I shifted to a new coach was because I thought there's something that I'm missing out on. You know, there must be something with my nutrition that I'm not getting because I can't see any further progress and I don't understand why. And I didn't really want to drop my calories because I knew that wasn't the answer. I was already so low. I just knew that my nutrition was probably my barrier at that point of time. So I started working with Re, and she introduced me to tracking carbs, fats, and protein. And as soon as I started doing that, that's when the big shift started. And we did the reverse, um, was it reverse di- dieting? No, reverse cycle. Reverse dieting. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> reverse slowly dieting.
0: Yeah, slowly and, building up to a
1: maintenance. Yeah. And as we slowly increased the calories, that was when my biggest body composition goals really took place And people always find that the most like mind-blowing concept that more calories equaled weight loss. And it does. It really works. And now I was sitting at a maintenance for most of the time. We did do a little bit of a deficit because I still had some fat that I wanted to lose. But now I'm currently in maintenance and we're going into a growth phase come New Year, which is really exciting and something very new for me. I used to feel very scared of the thought, but now I'm I've got no fear in me. Actually, I'm just so excited. I keep saying to my partner, I can't believe what the food I'm going to be able to eat. Like I can have a pizza and a garlic bread. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, and I feel
0: like we've undersold it just now. Yeah. Like this is a huge, huge moment for yeah. you. Yeah, this is.
1: it it really is. It took a while for me to come to this point. And I, the last few weeks or maybe the last few months, really, I've been going, oh, I'd love to be able to build this muscle. i love to be able to do that. And I know the only way I can do it is if I do the growth phase. So I just <laughs> got to, like I said before, I've got to take the risk for the opportunity.
0: 100, and it is, it's putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, trying yeah. something new. But like looking back on, on, as I say, your life or like your journey so far, it's like that every single time you've pushed yourself out of your comfort zone, just that little bit further, you have followed through and you've had success, you know, yeah. and it's, it's building those confidence, like, and it's collecting those little wins along the way that build up into that big momentum.
1: That's it. Exactly. But yeah, definitely probably the biggest thing I've learned is how important protein is. And I know that most people know that if you're in the fitness health industry, But that is just, yeah, it blows my mind how under, like how much I was under eating protein. And now it's my main focus. It's how I structure all my meals. And I, yeah, everything is protein for me and I love it. And yeah, even carbs, you know, carbs is just as important as protein. I think a lot of people forget that they don't realize it. And yeah, they go hand in hand together.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like we protein. I don't know. I harp on about it all the time. Yeah. It is a bit of a running joke because that's all personal trainers seem to talk about. But when I look at it from like that, you know, that bird's eye view, it's like proteins, like in our skin and our bones, like yeah. everything, like everything that's going on within our, our bodily functions. It's true. I
1: was saying to uh, one of my friends of the day that people collect, you know, spoons or they might collect magnets. I collect tubs of protein. So if you <laughs> open up my pantry, I've got at least 20 to choose from. You know, you're all good. Every flavor you can think of. <laughs> that's, that's the best.
0: <laughs> what's yeah. your What's your go-to? Like what's your favorite protein?
1: I would have to say I'm a plain person. I love a good vanilla because I can just chuck it in a smoothie or I can put my greens powder with it. It's either that or like a salted caramel, but yeah, I'm definitely always going towards the vanilla. Mm, I, um, you know what, like, I
0: feel like sometimes vanilla is done really well. Like I've, drink yeah. a fair bit like kind of on the go um but like it's sometimes done really really well sometimes done really really poorly but i feel yeah. like when you <laughs> when you find a um a good protein like it's like you run with it i've been obsessed with um white wolf's chocolate malt flavor oh that would be
1: nice yeah yeah, yeah.
0: it's actually it's actually really really nice but yeah much more of like a chocolatey kind of flavor but i'm going to have to hit you up for some um vanilla yeah. options
1: <laughs> yeah, i've got a collection <laughs> That's so good. So if we could like
0: sort of like thinking now over the last, you know, however long it's been, what do you think are some of the maybe like the food rules and those kind of rigid rules that you may have had before? What are some of those that have really shifted that, you know, you now don't see or, you know, don't live into as such?
1: So for me, it was the whole um no carbs, you know, and I was so surrounded by Less carbs means that I'm healthy and less carbs means I'll lose weight. And that was just, I think that's where a lot of people tend to focus their mind to. Like yeah. I was the person at Grilled ordering the low carb bun thinking it was the healthier version. But if yeah. you should compare the macros, having the traditional bun is lower in mac- is lower in calories than the um low carb bun, but you know, each to their own, of course. But yeah, I think it was the low carb and you know, eating just salads and only fruit and salads, you know, healthy foods. It couldn't be ice cream, can't be chocolate, you know, cutting out bad foods and putting everything into categories of good and bad. Mm -hmm. And now I just see everything as, you know, food. And if I want to have a bit of chocolate, I can, it just might mean that I can't have, you know, X, Y, and Z. It just limits you a little bit, but it doesn't have to restrain you. And that's where I've learned the most that like I'm someone that loves my sweets. You know, anybody that knows me knows that. And I will have a bowl of ice cream and chocolate and fruit every single day if I can. And I did throughout my whole weight loss journey. So you really, really can, you just have to, you know, work around it. And that's where I learned the most was that you don't have to put a limit on food, that carbs are not evil. They are your friend because they give you energy and protein is obviously the most important for me, um, because it gives me my muscles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I love that though. And I think like just to hammer that home is that it's not good and bad foods. And yeah. you know, a credit to you as well. Again, op- opening up, asking questions, showing up to different workshops, you know, using the educational tools and, and learning more along the way. Like one of the one of the actually, you know, to give you credit where credit's due, one of the really amazing things is there's always a question, you know, and always a question out of curiosity of like can I learn more about this or, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And, you know, straight up, if I mm. obviously don't know that answer, I'll, you know, let you know and say, Hey, go and source the information here, or if it's outside of my scope of practice. But I think like having that curiosity and, the, the way that you operate in all areas, that's, you know, building you that momentum and you're, you're know, yeah. gaining that knowledge and like, just like a sponge, like, you know, lapping it all up. And, um, the way that you operate now, it's like, you have that full faith and control within yourself that it is now so exciting to go into a growth phase, thinking about all yeah. the extra flexibility of foods that there's going to be on it's top fun. of where you're at already.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think yeah, you've got to use food to your advantage and you can still enjoy life because food is very important to me. I connect with people on food. I love going out for dinner, love hosting, love cooking, so I just keep it at the center of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um the one last little bit
0: I wanted to sort of chat around is the decluttering and the setting of boundaries and, you know, whether it be Instagram, whether it be social budgets, whether it be all of those things and everything in between, I'd love to just kind of chat a little bit about your experience
1: there. Yeah. So I myself have set up like an energy budget. So every week I will look at what I've got on and I look at what might be having to be planned. And I kind of know, my energy levels and how much energy I'm willing to put into certain items, my non-negotiables and obviously things that you can negotiate with, whether that be catching up with friends or so on and so on. Um, And, yeah, I definitely make sure I plan everything around to suit my energy levels because in the past I have definitely drained myself out and left myself at a zero battery and still going on and doing things. So now I make sure that, yeah, I definitely prioritize what's important to me over what may be important to somebody else, even though that may be selfish, it's just how you've got to be. And yeah, that's, that's just how I structure it for myself.
0: Yeah. And I think just to, you know, sort of like hammer that home of that, it's not selfish, you know what I mean? To look after ourselves. And I think, yeah. It's something that I, I definitely think takes time to shift. I definitely have moments myself when I think, am I being selfish and have that self-doubt and those questions that come in? Um, but it's a, it's a, again, a cliche saying of like, you, you, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it is so true. It's like, we need to be able to look after ourselves and, you know, naturally speaking, many of the women um, that I'm working with like yourself included and like me in the past is, you know, or still now there's lots of things that I'm working on. But it's like going from that all or nothing approach of, you know, that high achieving, that perfection type tendency. It's like, okay, you know, we, we can still, you know, operate, we can still live life without being, you know, completely strict year round of know this, know that, know this. It's like, we look at things through phases and we make things work for us and we can, you know, map things out. And obviously, you know, we know that around this time of the year, we typically stretch a little bit on our social budgets, um, you know, outside of, what we would any other time of the year. And, Mm -hmm. and it's for, you know, I guess a good cause it's not, you know, um, it's not trying to, you know, make sure that we we still need to look after ourselves during this period of time, but we may make other adjustments. And I think this is one that I really want to share is that, that this is one of the best times to not be dieting. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) <laughs> finish the fat loss phase early enough, you know, change to that training performance, really focus. And I know that we've had um, and you've made massive, massive progress. I know I'm going on a side note here of your <laughs> quads and your, you know, abs. Like I know that we've had that there as the intention. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like working through that even more, like utilizing as, you know, our food as recovery and performance and like shifting gears into that space is, yeah, it's um one of the best times to do it. I feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, with the whole energy thing, I actually saw something that I think would be beneficial to share. And it's an analogy of um, plastic and glass cups. I don't know if you've heard of it. I actually don't think so. Yeah. So in life, you know, we may have um, when you drop a plastic cup, you're going to drop and there would be no damage done to that cup. But if you drop a glass cup, it's obviously going to shatter. So we need to be wary of what's plastic and what's glass in our life. And that all depends on what's a priority to yourself. And I know what's plastic and I know what's glass in my life. And I know when I can drop the plastic and I make it about myself to never let the glass drop and to always be catching that first. And that's going to, you know, obviously be different for everybody. And for me, that will be very different to what maybe yourself and to yeah everybody. So I think that's where I often will ask myself a question like, is this a plastic cup or is it a glass cup? Can I drop it? Or do I have to make sure I'm holding onto it? And that, yeah, I think you can really protect yourself and your energy with that analogy.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. I'm
1: like, I want to. Yeah. That's a put, put it on a poster somewhere, yeah, please. I, it, I thought of you, and I thought, yeah, I think
0: you'd like that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it is. It's like it's the dials, you know. It's like we we can't just not eat. Like we our bodies need to function, but you know, to what extent are we doing those things? It's you know, that's that's the control systems that we have over. And it sounds like it's similar to that kind of, um, yeah. I guess, analogy. Exactly. I love that. I honestly, I could keep talking to you all day, every day. (laughs) And also just a side note, I feel like we need to share it on the podcast. It's been however long. I don't even know
1: now it's coming up to. Yeah, I think we'll be going on 18 months. I mean, crazy like that. It's insane. Long of a time now, like to not know each other, like personally like in person
0: 100 and it's always like such a pinch me moment but I'm like I'm counting down the days you're yeah. on the other side of the country and you're going to be on this side and we're going to actually get to physically meet you in
1: person it seems surreal but you know I have to pinch myself in the moment that I'm actually meeting you for the first time because I feel as though I've known you for years and years yeah <laughs> well the, the feeling is mutual <laughs> yeah. yeah some people you just click in life and the energies match and I feel that we've got that
0: yeah, no, I love it. Honestly, it like warms my heart. I think I'm so excited for that moment. And obviously I totally agree. The vibes are on. And if the vibes are off, the vibes are off. But the vibes yeah. are on in this
1: situation, which That's is so true. cool.
0: Yeah. Um. I, w- just before we wrap up, I know I've said this a couple of times, but the one last piece of advice. So I'm going to, you know, we're going to finish off with this, Um. but I'd love to know, like, Either advice that you would give to anyone else that is experiencing any of the, the challenges or the, you know, adversities that you face, like what is your, you know, piece of advice or giving yourself, you know, younger version of you, what piece of advice would you give them in regards to how to live
1: their life? I think it's a bit of tough love, but you've got to know it's not easy, and it's never going to be easy. You know the road is tough, um, but it's definitely possible. You just have to set the why, and why is it important to you? And you've kind of got to let everybody else's opinions drift away because what they think about you is none of your business, and you're just going to keep going for you and um I saw something on Instagram and I really like it and I've kept it in my phone and I always look back at it whenever I'm in a bit of a tough time and it says at the top of each mountain is the bottom of the next so you've got to keep climbing
0: yes I love that that's such an yeah. honestly a beautiful message
1: yeah it kind of just sums it all up that yeah we just got to keep going and the possi- like the possibilities in front of you are endless. And yeah, like I always tell myself other people's opinions are really none of my business. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep going for me that's such a big one. Honestly, it has been like such my pleasure
0: to have you on here. I've had so much oh, fun you. having this combo me and too. I definitely think we should, um, yeah, look at something, you know, in a, in a few months time after we've dipped our toes into the growth phase and have a look yeah. and have a whole new conversation. But obviously until then <laughs> we'll um, we'll wrap this, this uh, podcast episode up and we'll catch mm-hmm. you guys in the next one.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening
0: to the You But More Powerful podcast. If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at You But More Powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the You But More Powerful podcast. If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at You But More Powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the
1: next episode.